What's poppin', Poppy? What's poppin', Poppy? Tell me your name, age, yeah. all that. Damien Batanzas, um, no relation to the Yankees pitcher, but if you all out there want to tell everybody that I taught them everything, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Um, as an MC, I go by Sheck, the rational. Um, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm 41, be 42 this year. It's real out here. You see Pete the Grays. Um, I'm a <laughs> husband first uh, and, a, and then a father. Um, uh, as a profession, I've been in education now 18 years, uh, taught for 15, now I'm a school counselor, guidance counselor, as some people call it, um, at Kearney High School, good place, good people, you know, um, and I'm a, I'm a coach, I've been a coach for a long time, it's, uh, I'm a freshman cross-country coach at Kearney High School, and, um, assistant Indoor and outdoor uh, coach at Bloomfield College. That's a lot of a lot of coaching. A lot of, yeah, coaching. So, hats. so how do you think coaching prepared you for fatherhood? And can you say that there are parallels there? Yeah, definitely parallels. Um, when I first started coaching at twenty three, it was like I was um, I was the big brother because you know my athletes were between fourteen and eighteen, so I was barely older than them. Mm -hmm. It's like big brother. And then as I got older in the coaching, I was the crazy uncle. You know what I mean? You know. And now, uh, even with my collegiate kids, that, you know, mostly half my age or even uh, less than half my age. So um, I'm like their father. So, and then with my high school kids, they see me as a father figure. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of parallels, you know, particularly, you know, the way I get athletes to buy into my philosophy, um, knowing that I have their best interests at heart. It's the same thing with my son. It's the same thing with parenting. Um, you know, I even, you know, there's times when I'm putting him through, because I put him through baseball drills, basketball drills, the football drills and stuff. And, um, he's and there'll be, all kind of yeah, drill. yeah, yeah, you know, yes. And there'll be times where he's like, but I don't want to do that. I'll be like, well, who's the coach? You are. There it is. You know. no but, um, but, you know, I'm not too hard on him. Um, but it's just about motivating. You know, my heart has always been, I've always had a heart to to just work for the youth. I won't even say with the youth, for the youth. And um, and now having a son, that's 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 my dude. So a lot of parents, um, we see the uptick in travel sports, and mm -hmm. people are acclimated towards that, especially if your child is high performing in the sport. Right. And there's kind of been a loss, I think, in recreational sport. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen that there's been a especially in baseball, you know, a big boon and people still playing for right, playing for sport, playing for fun. Yeah. Um, and it not being hyper competitive. So can you speak a little bit about that as a coach and as a parent and how, you know, you'll work with your son or encourage him right. to love the sport and not right. just be in it to get a scout by the time he's 11. Yeah. You know, you got, and no, no, no knock on folks. No. Cause I have friends that have like reclass their kids, you know, mm -hmm. where they, they, they get left back in like sixth, seventh, or eighth grade so that they're more competitive for high school and things like that. Wow. I'll never do that. That's that's like number one golden rule, you know. Um he will graduate at eighteen, God willing, you know, and I'm not trying to hold him back and do all of that. Um but in terms of the coaching, uh it's interesting you ask that. We my wife and I we, we speak about that. And he's definitely gonna be the rec dude. He he's that now, you know, which is nice. And the high school, like your high school in your town, you know, we pay taxes there. We want to make sure that 
we are um, benefiting, and he's benefiting really um, from the taxes we pay. You're a taxpayer, yeah, you yeah. know what I, it I is. So right. you know, I'm like, okay, fifty percent goes to schools, and I do the math. We, I'm like, we, yeah, 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 I carry the one. I'm like, yo, you, that's what you're gonna do. Uh, and I'm saying that now. Um, you know, he he seems to be pretty talented, particularly in baseball. At five, I know. I'm like, you know, people get. You're not he's, trying to get him a pitching I, coach? I, 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 oh, you're the I'm coach. Not, I, yeah, but it's I'm not gassing. He's pretty nice, yo. He's kind of nice. Even today, he was doing playing a little baseball with my collegiate athletes, and they were like, he's fine. I'm like, yeah. Um, basketball, he's pretty good. He's just He just loves it. I mean, I knew it was real. I, I mean, I had him. He, he watches boxing with me. I had him watching boxing with me when he was a month old. You know, I, I knew it was real when at six months, he climbed out of his pack and play. To mm. watch a fight with me, like climbed out, and then, so that was the last night he was in pack and play. Right. So long story short, how do you got after the pack that, and play? After that, he was in what the, brand in, was in that? The crib in the crib, <laughs> in the crib. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any any nobody's any, on any brand there. Yeah, no brands on blast. I'm <laughs> promoting everything. Um, but he did climb out, and he was just he just wanted to lay with me and watch the fight. Yeah. Six months old, I was like. So that's interesting. You said that people are holding their kids back intentionally. Yeah, the you... reclass, and I and I don't want to not because you know some of no, my boys, I just like, some of my dudes have done that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan, you know, because you're a student athlete. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And who knows? Maybe he'll get to high school. Maybe athletics won't be his thing. Maybe he'll be, yeah. you know. And, and he does like doing homework now and all that, which I, that's a blessing. Uh, but maybe he wants to remain an academic or run organizations or clubs. He might want to cheerlead and be the one to hold the shorties up. Hey, listen, Whatever. I heard this... they're just allowing the guys to get out there and be cheerleaders. Yes, and if you can get the NFL paper is for gonna, school. Is gonna oh, have, for the NFL? Is I didn't have know that. male cheer, cheerleaders. Well, listen, whatever makes him happy, man. Hey. I, you know what I mean? That's my home. Listen, right we're, pushing, we're pushing the boundaries. Yes, we are. We are. We are. But I'm, I'm, What's I'm, popping is for that? I, but I'm, for, I'm all for him swinging that bat. Poppy's for that. Yeah, yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so as an educator, mm. um, and this is something we started to talk about a minute ago, and I was like, yo, let's let's hold off on that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a certain artist and listening to the music mm -hmm. and having to, to delve into prayer afterwards because you <laughs> felt like it was a darker dimension Ooh. than, than mm -hmm. what you may be accustomed or looking for. Yeah. Um, can you speak about the, you know, the psychology of some of the music that you're hearing and how you are in a responsible way exposing your son to what is hip-hop culture and music yeah as opposed to what you're hearing maybe when you're delving into these other yeah yeah areas well you know working with high school and college which a lot of it is pretty similar right they're all in that same generation and this generation mm -hmm. which is very easy to knock this generation and i'm not going to take any credit for what i'm about to say because i definitely heard the minister louis farrakhan say it and and there's so much validity to it but um these, this generation today, in a lot of ways, they're fearless. And all they need is some wisdom to complement that. And they could be one of the most incredible generations. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm totally, almost totally, like 99% behind that. But there is a fear there, too, that I feel that popular culture, period. I won't even say just music. Popular culture is, is holding them back from true excellence. You know, success is one thing. You know, excellence is another. Um, you know, Cornell West one time spoke about that um, in relation to Jay Z too, which was pretty interesting. He was like, he was at Jay Z's house and he saw all these platinum records and da da. He said there was so much, uh, there was there so many signs of success, but where's the excellence? You know, and you know, so many years later, then you know, you got 
Jigga Man dropping 444, and it's like, mm. Smell some of that is resonating. Yeah, Doctor Cornell West, Cornell West must have had some kind of impact on him because, right? You mm -hmm. you've seen that progression. But anyway, in terms of today, um, there's a fearlessness. There's got to be a fearlessness in this generation to know that they took an art form that we were. It was a voice for voiceless people. Think about it. You know, we had civil rights. Uh, leaders that were, I mean, straight up assassinated, right? Let's just keep it a buck, right? Yeah, um, taken out, you know, and so we were voiceless, you know. Then we had heroin flood in the streets, right? So this is, we talking late 60s, early 70s. Then Bono, August 11th, 1973. Herc does it, you know? And we had this new movement. And right, the DJs were the first MCs, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the MCs, you know? And it was about unity, right? You know, love, peace, unity, and, and partying. But also who could rock the party? Who mm -hmm. could move the crowd? Who the yeah. MC, the right? MC. You know, um, motivate consciousness with masterful composition, right? MC. Anyway, and not rapping, and <laughs> no, no, I so mean, is it, is no, it a distinction? We do, hey, no, but rapping is talking, we rapping right, right now, we rapping, we right, rapping now. right now, you know. And, and, and if you want to talk about MCs, H. Rap Brown in the late 60s, he was he was rapping, you know, he, when he was shooting the dozens, you know, right. it was it was in Rappers of Light, you right. know, if the death, the ladies pimp, you know, that came from H. Rap Brown, mm -hmm. so you know, so it, it, rapping, but the MC in part. It was about who could rock the crowd with the best words, with the best flows and things like that. And then, you know, writing just went from a, such a simple form to incredibly complex and things like that. And, and to go back to my point, these cats today are so fearless and, and fearless, I guess, is the word that they're like, we're going to go so far off the path that we're going to even mumble. And this is hot, and we're gonna stand behind it like it's hot. That's fearless. Mm -hmm. That's come on. Listen, I, you know the stages we've, I, I mean, we've, there's we've a lot, crushed. There's Do a we lot. We ever mumble on stage? No, I mean articulation is one of the main things that we strive for as yeah, artists, right? Right. Um, but I think that you know, creatively, for mm -hmm. somebody to is is artistic decomposition, right? It's like you break something down to the purest form, mm -hmm. even to the melody. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that the word doesn't matter, but the sound right. and the frequency matters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when there's no clarity, right? There's but, no clarity. But then that also talks. That also speaks to the grip that the machine has. On the art, because once again, the art was the voice for voiceless people. Mm -hmm. So we went from having a voice to now not having a voice, right. because we're mumbling, or it's just. Well, I mean, you look at the you ways, look at the you know? imagery. The imagery is coonish, right? The imagery is a hundred percent sambo. Yes. Um, Jim Crow. Yes, minstrel uh, show. Minstrel show all day. Mantan, all right, day. Right, right. And even artists that are not. Um, ethnically um, of the culture are appropriating mm -hmm. the imagery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? And I can't say specific artists per se, but mm -hmm. right, you see them and you're looking at the dude like, oh, mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. So you're a symbol too, even yes. though you're not necessarily what they would have classified as as their 
you know. Yeah, but remember, people from other cultures as well did the blackface. It right. wasn't just, no, right. you know what I'm saying, people of color. So, yeah, so it, yeah you know, right, it goes with the cliche of history repeating itself. So, yes, mm -hmm. there it is. Um, but at the same time, let's not forget that that's just what is mainstream. Right. Because there are still incredible lyricists out there. Some of 100%. our childhood favorites are still putting out music. Yeah. You know, but obviously it doesn't get the, you know, the the, the the funds behind it, doesn't get the push, it doesn't get the promotion, it doesn't get the billboards or, or the spins and things like that. You know, I, you know, Falmont's one, one of my top five, I'm going to keep it a buck, right? right? He said it in, 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 what, 93, 94, he said, why must you believe that something is fat just because it's played on the radio 20 times a day? And it's right. like, he was talking about that then. You know, OC in Time's Up. Uh, Top ten song in any genre of music ever. Oh, just saying, I'm just saying. Time's up. You know, you lack the minimum. But right, he said, you know, um, non-conceptual, non-exceptional. Everybody's either crime-related or sexual. Right. So he was saying that '94. These, you know, we come from a, a and, and we're blessed to have come up, come up in a time where there was so much prophecy. Man, Cass was prophesying. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, but but we and 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 and. They're still putting on music, and and then there's then there's that gen of there's this part of the generation, even the tweeners between like us and now. There's those tweeners, and we'll get into those, um, you know who who I feel some of those people are. But there's those tweeners that want to resurrect that you know that, that golden age, yeah. you know, and not even the backpack, just like the art, the the the, the craftsmanship, mm. you know what I mean, the art, the lyricism. Um, you know, Joey, come on, we Joel, yeah. Joey, yeah. Um, you know, they bring bring so, that. So to that point, I see that um, on social, I follow you, mm -hmm. and you're taking your son on some of these these legend tours and making sure he gets pictures with the with the luminaries. That's Speak it. on it. Um. Well, um, like yes. as a dad, I mean, you, yes. you're showing him. Yeah, I got I can't front. It all started because you know, my wife is from Queens originally. From the Bronx, I'm a, and, and I'm literally like four blocks from Cedric and Cedar, mm. where I grew up. You know, uh, obviously I was born a couple years after. Kind of just missed. Um, you know, after the infamous August 11th party, but um, you know, grew up immersed in it and whatever. And you know, so KRS-One, right? You know, the god of rap syllable, and so it. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, when he was maybe days old. Just to kind of, and, and I've been doing this since I've known her, to just to get at her, I always play either The Bridge is Over or South Bronx. I grew up in the West Bronx, to keep it a buck, but my grandfather's, you know, store, it was a candy store, not a number spot. Sure it wasn't. Um, was in the South Bronx, I was always there, whatever. You know, my whole family lives in the South Bronx, but so that song resonated for us, even, right. you know, just a couple, you know, just up the road. and. So I, I do that all the time, you know, Peggy Carla, you know, to get at her a little Still bit. A little um, yeah, yeah. We just did it the other day with my son. We threw on the bridges over. We're like, you like that? And then we're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we put on no, um, um, uh, you know, the the, the, the sham joint. The you know, joint yeah, up? Queens Bridge for my wife to feel good, right? right. Then we're like, so I've been doing that from day one. But anyway, um, and and so you know, as far as like my son, um. Besides hip hop, also playing Latin music for him. It's important. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't immerse myself in the Latin culture like I, like I could have or should have, right? Younger. So 
that's a major part of it too, because he will definitely sing some Boogaloo joints, you know what I mean? Some okay. Joey Batan, you know, things like that. Some throwbacks. You know, yeah, yeah, some Peter Conde, you know. Yeah. You know, some Black yeah, Paso, some you know. Fania, yeah, yeah, some Fania, some things like that. Combo. Yeah, and yeah. I tell him, like, yo, your well, I used to hang out with these people, you know, things like that. But they was on the block. Yeah, right there. Like, one uh, of the buildings. Well, I was in the Cheetah Club, right? <laughs> 71. But, but no, um, yeah, I expose, because I have, I guess, that. I hate to say it, but control. I made sure that I've kept him in a certain lane because mm -hmm. he's gonna be exposed to whatever it is just because. Right? You right. know what I mean? Because he'll come. He came home a couple years ago, talking about um, the the watch me whip, watch me name it, and I cringed a little bit, but I was like, uh, it's kind of cute that he's doing right. it because he was like two, but I was like, oh, that ain't him, but whatever, right? <laughs> but yo, I have a video of my son at two years old in the backseat of the car going. Put on Sky Zoo, you know what I mean? And, I, and, I, and I, I'm a huge fan of Sky Zoo, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you know, he sings uh, like he knows the lyrics of South Bronx. You, you, yeah, yeah, the yeah. MC. Right. You actually, I think you, you, we were at Zoo's house one time, and he yeah, did and it. He started you know? rocking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took him to see KRS. He's on my shoulders, spitting the MC. People are like, and he was like four. People are just like, what? Well, how does that How happen? does he know it? And yeah. He's just like, Lottie Dottie, I don't wear Versace. And it's just like, you know. Uh, and it, it's a beautiful thing. He he loves KRS. He loves Nas. He loves Sky Zoo. You know, he does recognize like the party stuff, and he likes it to do the little dances moves, and things like yeah. that. But he's definitely moved by you know just the boom bap. You know what I mean? And Word. so I, I'm not trying to keep him away from other stuff, you know, per se, because he, he's going to be exposed to it anyway, right? He's going to grow up, you know. But I'm trying to set that foundation to appreciate. Just good music and music that inspires. So, what else is on your family playlist? What were we hearing when we walk into Betance's house? Oh man, um, you know, uh, like I, you know, some of the aforementioned people, Nas, Kaizu, um, KRS. You know, I also have to make sure that I keep it. I have to find the clean versions. I don't mm -hmm. really want to just be. You don't want to play the slinging, slinging, but I even <laughs> even some of our favorites that are slinging f bombs right. all over the place. I try to. Mm -hmm. You know, um, keep that so like I've been able to find some red man, clean red man stuff. You know, um, so you go digging for the the clean classics. Yeah, yeah. yo, K Solo just got um, uploaded on Spotify. He just found the clean on that. Super excited because he didn't he didn't really curse much. Right. You know, K Solo is a monster. You know, EPMD Rock him barely curse. Yeah. You know, yeah, things I like mean, that. So. Pretty much, that's what you're gonna hear, you know. The LL, come on, LL. Well, you know, you there's know? something to be oh, said. I just kicked something over here. Uh oh, we good. You we messing good. with mommy's <laughs> We good. We good. Nah, you better get body. Nothing bro. happened here. Nothing happened. I'm gonna edit this part of the video. <laughs> we good. We good. But um, um, and and then you'll hear Latin music. You know, we love to play like our, you know, soul house and stuff mm -hmm. too. You know. You know, I've been listening to my Latin house lately again. Okay. Freestyle music. Freestyle free music. What? Italians and Puerto Ricans connect oh. over there, right? Early. Listen. You got you got Maximus outside and I Rock Z's and, Listen, and Camaros. There's a lot of white beaters. There's Early. a lot of razors. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of blades. Me and my wife have been to a couple freestyle shows lately and just like, what? Is that Melendez? Like, oh, you know, and all that. But yeah, you know, just exposing them to, you know, different genres, but just trying to keep it. Just within that realm, man, yeah. that realm of like, you know, and and speak positivity into his life, you know, 
you know, we're bringing him up in the church, you know, as well. And, and we listen to a lot of Christian MCs, so, you know, he's digging that, you know, as well. He's like, oh, you know, um, he doesn't really understand everything, right? The lyrics are a little too fast for him right now mm -hmm. because the music we listen to is more complex like that. Right. But he digs it. And I'm like, boom, you know? That's um, what's up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you get a little bit of everything. But but it's it's got to, it's gotta, um, you know, inspire. On so a real, you, so uh -huh. you mentioned your faith, um, yeah, and, and you know, listening to the Christian hip hop. Can you speak a little bit about how that plays into your parenting um, yes. and how you raise your son? Yeah, well, um, I I was first, um, you know, I first came to Christ right in uh, senior year high school, and then very shortly after that went on the backslide of like. Of life backwards forever for years and years and years to the point of even um, uh, not even recognizing you know God existed kind of thing you know um, wasn't trying to have that relationship with Christ none of that that was just like out you know and then you know we got our super revolutionary you know um, you know for, for you know for for years and things like that shortly after he was born you know because God just works like that. Um, my sister-in-law, who's, who's deep, you know, um, my, my wife's family, all of them, you know, great. Her, her, my brother-in-law is a pastor, younger younger than us, you know mm. what I'm saying? Sister is just, just incredible. And when she came to move up to Jersey to nanny him, she was already looking up, where am I going to go to church, you know what yeah, I'm saying? she needed to have a she, connect. She was like, yo, I got to make sure I, I, get, I get with the plug. I get with the... <laughs> Poppy for so, real. Yeah. Poppy yes, for real. Yes. You know what I mean? The real big poppy. Mm -hmm. So so she finds a church right in our town. You know, we new homeowners, new parents. And she's just like, yeah, so there's this church. And my wife was like, boom, we're going. I'm just like, and we went, um, you know, on Mother's Day 2013. So our little man was just five months old. And and it was a white pastor, and I had a little bit of an issue with that, you right. know, which he knows because we we don't chopped it up. I actually said it publicly in church, you know, when I was interviewed for um for Father's Day last year, wow. um in front of the congregation, you know, and and I was just like, was this white pastor dude who's like wearing jeans and like a shirt and a and a cool sports jacket and it's actually it's like it's kind of stylish. It's stylish. And he bringing it too, like sauce. Mm. Sauce, sauce, getting spicy, right? Mm. So I'm like, but mm. it wasn't like the, you know, the drag out Baptist, like, you know, you know, sweat. He wasn't jumping. He was no, he wasn't doing that. Right. Smooth though. So I was almost so he had like bars. 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 Smooth. Smooth. Right? Smooth. So I'm so so I was looking at him like, what's his hustle? Where's he? You know what I'm saying? Where's he? Mm, Cause you can't be that good. You know what I'm saying? In this ill, diverse church. Mad people of just all types of different shapes and colors. I was like, he ain't that good. Nah, but we going back next week though. I need to know more. <laughs> yeah, I need to check this cat. You know what I'm saying? He's he's got to go. I got I got, I got questions. My Facebook check him. I got questions. And just kept going back, kept going back. Within like nine, eight, nine months after that, I got baptized. But you know, I can't can't front. Was still you know feet in both waters. You know for for years and just a couple years ago, I you know I. I would say, um, uh, um, not both feet in all the way, but about a foot and three quarters or five, Almost six, you ten. know what I'm saying? You know, there's certain things, you know, it, it is what it is, but just, just having that relationship with, you know, with, with Christ, 
I look at it like this. It's akin to my 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 athletes, you know, my collegiate athletes. They're good. You know, they're good. You know, we recruited them. We brought them on. For them to, and, and, and they have potential to be great. For them to get to that next level. Maybe some of them are thinking about the Olympics. Maybe some of them are thinking about, you know, national championships, um, or world championships, whatever. Um, doing it as a career. Uh, they can't get there without us. Mm -hmm. As coaches, right? Because we just have this other understanding of the sport and really of their potential that they can't see. I look at it akin to the same way, you know, just the way we build relationships with our athletes, you know, um, it's about having that relationship, you know, with Christ to be the best me, to be the best us as a family and understanding the alignment, you know, it goes God, it goes Christ, it goes me and then my wife and everything. And so many years into our marriage and so many years of the walk, you know, kind of waddling, um, read this incredible book by Dr. Tony Evans, Kingdom Man. And when I read the chapter on all the roles I'm supposed to play for my wife, I was just like, ah, oh. mm. it's like overwhelming. Yeah, we are called to be our wives, pastors, fathers, saviors, redeemers. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. You know what I mean? That's a bird. That's like huge. But anyway, it's, you know, so it's a walk. It's a walk. It's a, it's a walk that, you know, is steadier at times than others, but it's, it, it's a walk, you know, and it's that relationship. And it's just like anybody else. My wife and I love each other to death. But we'll have, you know, we, we have our arguments. We have our rocky it's roads, human. right? Yeah, it's human, you know. So um, so it's great. And we, we're bringing our, our, you know, we're bringing our little man up in that. Um, as the head of, as the, as the spiritual head of the household, um, it's important that I maintain that in my home. And the times when I don't, maintain the spiritual aspect, particularly with my wife, things start to crumble a little bit. It's mm -hmm. so interesting. So, um, and, but with my son, it's, it's like when we sit down to eat dinner, it's either he or I is going to pray, you know what I mean? And before he goes to bed, he has to pray. And there's no question about it. He's cool with it. He don't even, he don't argue about it. It's part he, of his, it's his part of him. his, yeah. And, and he knows to pray for, for others before anything else, um, recognizing how good he's got it. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of room in a home we pay a lot of money for, mm -hmm. that we bust our humps in our careers, that we love to do, and and to recognize he's blessed. Then um, I've taken them to feed the homeless a couple of times, you know, um, uh, you know, folks that are underserved in Newark, Newark Penn Station, so he knows what that's about. Um, he understands that. Uh, I also, on the side, I also do house inspections at sober living homes um, through this foundation that has sober living homes for people who were once, you know, addicted right. and things like that. And um, I take them sometimes with me, you know, to do these inspections and also to get their rent money and and teaching them even at five. Like, you know, these are folks that are not trying to get their lives together because they use this thing called drugs or alcohol and just explaining that and da 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 and how God... God's grace has allowed them to turn Trace their fun. lives around. You know what I mean? So things like that. So yeah, it's it's a and and as I'm teaching him, I'm learning more. You know what I mean? And then this white pastor who, you know what I mean? I wasn't feeling that with, first. With the jeans. The, with the jeans. <laughs> with the jeans. Oh, he'll wear a suit with no tie, but kill it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the homie there. And it's the first time, you know, because I, 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 you know, I search. Walked away, searched, walked away, you know, several times. And this is the first time I'm actually learning. 
And we actually about to become family soon because uh, my sister-in-law is marrying his son, who's the associate yeah. pastor. So wow. we all up in there. God bless. My, my wife um, sings. As, my my sister-in-law is the, the musical director, the creative director at the church. My wife sings in the choir. They've asked me to spit bars, you know, and you know, featured so, MC. Yeah, which is which is a beautiful thing. And um, so we, yeah, we're we're like all in. And they got the the children's ministry downstairs for the for the kids and so son is coming home like he, they give him bible verses so remember he hit me one other day i was like yeah man, you know so yeah it's a, it's a good look man it's, it's adding a whole nother layer to our home to our marriage first because that's first you know a lot of times we get caught up that we got to be fathers first no we got to be husbands first for those of us that mm -hmm. have been blessed to be married and then the fatherhood part you know and it's something i'm still navigating through man no pun intended with the navigation. Third eye navigation. <laughs> uh, pick that up, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. at home listening on the podcast right saying? now. Pick up that third eye navigation. <laughs> um, very good news Scholar for takes. your brain. Yeah. Supreme Wisdom, shout out. Mm, the homie who so, just had his third. So, can we talk a little bit about your relationship with your own dad and how that impacts how you parent your own yeah. son? Well, in all honesty, um, I never grew up with my biological father, right? Um, I grew up with my my daddy who raised me, you know. So I have I have my father who made me, my daddy who raised me. I love them both. Um, you know, I, I was the getting picked up on the weekend, on the weekend kid. You know, not every weekend, but a lot of them. You know, growing up in the BX, um, you know built resentment throughout the years or whatever for, you know for him just for whatever reasons reasons too complex to even get into now but also having a little bit of resentment towards my daddy who raised me just for some of the domestic issues that were happening at home as well but always appreciating that he always treated me like his son you know what i mean so that's where i'm actually just coming from now um then there was years where I was estranged from my biological dad. There, there were waves of those estrangements. Um, the best thing, the, the best, and, and that's why, I, like, just to come back real quick, my wife is my angel. I, I say that because she'll hit me with a jewel or a nugget or, or, or put me on to something. I'd just be like, oh, it'd be the ill punch in the face, It'd be though. too real. Yeah. She gives you the reality check. So we're driving to Long Island to her family's house. She's pregnant. Boom. She's about, she's about five, six months in. And she goes, um, so when are you going to tell your father that he's going to be a grandfather? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Well, I was like, you could tell him. She's like, all right, well, here's the deal. I'll do that, whatever. Um, and if you don't want to have a relationship with him, that's on you. But um, you're, you're not going to deny him what, what either you feel you were denied or you didn't have a... You're not gonna you're not gonna have him go through life, or I'm not gonna have him go through life, not being loved by somebody who I know will love him. And I'm like, oh damn. I'm gonna have to tell him. You know, I'm gonna so I, I called him up, you know what I mean? It was just like boom. And it was great because it became the ill healing moment in our relationship, you know what I mean? So, um, and my dad who raised me, um, that's my man, honey grand. Yo, it's, it's just so great because I got them both. Like, I got two fathers. I'm good. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and 
So, you know, so um, when, before my son was born, before Tez was born, I had the, uh, I had a beer and diaper party. You know what I mean? Like, you know, women have baby showers. Why can't we have some? That's a man time. So, you know what I mean? So I had dudes bring over beer and diapers. There it is. And I cooked. And my wife cooked. And and just come through to the crib. And we just, I had diapers for a year and a half early. Light. Um, We had beer for days. You know what I'm saying? And I ordered the Miguel Cotto fight. when He lost all that fight. He lost the trout, whatever. But... Um, and we did that, and, and, and they were both there, and it was like, wow, like, okay. And I've had them at other things before, but that was the one where it was like, now it's... Everything was whole. Yeah, and this past Thanksgiving, bro, um, I, as we, you know, uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving, I was like, you know, I'm going to do things a little different this year. I'm going to have both my dads. I, I'm going to have, I, I wanted to have my, my dad, uh, my biological father, um, who I never spent any holiday with. Mm. Never spent one holiday with. Ever. Ever. I wanted to have him over. And that happened this year. That's nice. Like, boom. That feels and good then, on your soul. Oh. So I guess the la the la the last two things are A, mm-hmm. um, what's the golden rule? Like young brother just had a baby somewhere. He's on the gram, he's scrolling, he's picking up this video. Mm-hmm. And um Damien Shek Batanzas is on mic and he's like, Yo, brother, guidance. Mm. God first, man. You know what I mean? Um we, we we can't do this alone, you know. Um God first. Um, you know, and allow Allow that to be the foundation of the relationship with our kids, you know. Um, uh, facilitate their growth and development um, as we are still growing and developing, you know what I mean? Make it a partnership where we're doing it together um, and listen. Sometimes we do too much talking as the adults. We got to listen. In my training as a counselor, when I was getting my master's degree, I learned how to listen. And thank God that I was getting my master's just as my son was in his toddler years because that also, you know, um, coming back to Christ at the same time, all that together has just allowed me to, in so many different facets, just be the father that I am. And I'm not here to, you know, to my own horn, but I think I'm a hell of a father. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Because he, he, I'm, I won't ever spoil him, but I'll make sure that I, you know, expose him to stuff. You know, like you said, I take him to hip hop shows and make sure he takes pictures with everybody um, and just expose him to stuff. And, and we do the sports thing and Yankee games and Knicks game and, and you know, high school sports and, and just want to do it let's do it but we do it so that he appreciates it teach him how to appreciate and teach him how to recognize that he has it good and to understand other people and extend grace on other people you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's got to come basically all of that what all that is saying it's got to come from a spiritual base and that's it mm-hmm. that's simple that's simple so on that note we're living in troubling times in terms of the assault on our spirituality 
the assault on our physical well-being, our mental well-being. It seems like we're at odds with all of the external forces in the world. You got to build yourself a, a cocoon sometimes. So as a dad and as mm -hmm. a human, what's your prayer for the world? And what would you say to, to people who are out there maybe empowered or, or who could make some change? What mm -hmm. would you implore them to do? Remember the Our Father? Remember when we were saying that coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Our Father who art in heaven, I'll be thy name, right? The whole thing. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That part right there, we said it thousands and thousands of times coming up. I'm just getting to learn what that is now at 41 years old. All these gray hairs are there, and, and no hair for that matter. Heaven is not some far off place. You know what I mean? You know, I'm making a point here. Heaven is not this far off place out in the cosmos. We're supposed to actually create heaven right here by doing the Father's will. So, in that, even with what's going on politically, politically, mm. 45, your man's hey. Agent Orange. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Oompa Loompa. Yeah. And just everything that's going on with law enforcement and things like that. There are two forces, and there are many forces in this world, but particularly from two extremes. And I have chosen, and I've chosen for my family, for us to do God's will and create heaven here on earth, you know. That's my protection, that's the foundation, that's... That's everything. It's our job, it's my job, it's my son's job, it's my wife's job, and everybody who I bring into the spiritual realm to promote us just creating heaven here on earth. That's how we fight it. Right? Because we, we could go ahead, we could pick up guns, we can get crazy, and there was a time, and you could probably listen to some lyrics that I once penned that will say, <laughs> No, bump that. We go on war. Let's click clack. But um, the developed me, the spiritually developed me says, it's just my job to create heaven here on earth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and everybody I come in contact with, you know, I'm I'm always keep it just positive. I'm gonna celebrate them. I'm gonna celebrate life. I'm the morning, Monday morning guy when everybody is grouchy at work. And, uh, I'm, the, I'm the dude that's always smiling. People ask me, why are you smiling? I'm like, because I woke up. Mm. I got a chance. I got an opportunity. God woke me up. You know what I mean? And what's great is that it's inspired some people to just be like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, we have this opportunity. That's creating yeah. heaven here on earth. You know, I know you've commented on my videos. I see you running. I see you lifting and things. Because being 240 pounds and just like not healthy and, and, and pre-diabetic and carotid artery issue and all that. There's no need for all of that. I, gotta, I have to live as long as I can, as best I can to create heaven here on earth, right? And if you notice from my hashtag, never for vanity, only to inspire so to hear people say, I started running because I watched the video, sometimes that, that's creating heaven here on earth. Even through the music, you know, um, even, you know, so, so whether it's uh, rhymes from a, let's say, biblical standpoint, or even in the secular world, even the secular stuff is created to 
is 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 written in a manner to create heaven here on earth. And so that's what it's about. That's the ultimate. That's where it is. That's what I'm standing on. That's what I will die with. That's what's popping, popping. That's what's popping, popping. Okay. Bye ya. Bye ya. <laughs> Puerto yes. Rico. Que vive independiente palante siempre. That's what's up, man. And DR too. Don't get it twisted because that's my other half. You know? That's what's up, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate so, you. I appreciate you for lab. having me, man. I love your home. Thank you, bless. You know what I mean? If my wife ever kicks me out, I don't know where I'm coming. Hey. You got to finish. Hey, me. hey, you be hitting the bars. <laughs> Get work right here, right That's here. That's it. Thanks, bro. So I appreciate you having me, man. For real. Saludo. Um, yes.